Hello and welcome into the SoRare Andrews podcast brought to you by SoRare Data. I am Andrew Laird. You can find me as Lairdinho on SoRare. Joined as always by Andy Black, who you can find as Black on SoRare. Um, we are coming to you obviously live on YouTube here. So thank you to everybody who has already uh, hit up on the chat. We've got a Misaki is always um, pretty quick on it. Actually beat Mike Bastin this week. Mike's usually the first one in, but uh, not this week, Mike. You got to work a little harder, I think, uh, next week. Uh, Daniel Croydon, we got uh, Predictology, Matty Boy. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys uh, have already liked the first 37 seconds of this, if you could just hit the like button below, I assume you're all already subscribed. So thank you uh, for doing that. But Andy, we had a big SoRare data announcement today. And it's a question that like people have been asking me all the time. Like, when are the SoRare data leagues coming back? Are they going to be back soon? Because the leagues are coming back. Andy, they're back. How excited are you? I'm very excited. Uh, it, but I, I noticed it wasn't really that big of an announcement. It was, uh, I think, I think you guys just tweeted like something's back or they are back or something. They're back. They're back. There was a, there was a subsequent tweet that yeah. showed that they're back. So they're really back. But for everyone who is watching or listening and is not familiar with these, because you're kind of new to so rare, these are basically third-party competitions that Sora Data sets up, and we break them down in a number of different leagues and in terms of or regions and whatnot. We have uh, SO5, there's some SO11 options as well, which includes subs for people who want to take that. But the big change uh, this year or this time around, obviously, is the availability of limited leagues, which uh, we haven't had limited cards in Sora Data cups or leagues yet. So those are available now. So if you go to SoRare Data, and there's actually a link in the description of this video, uh, I'll put a link in the audio uh, versions as well. I don't know how easy those things are to click through, but um, if you are checking this out on YouTube, the link is, is in the description. But if you just go to the play area on SoRare Data and then Gaming Arena, um, you'll see the big list of the 11 cups that are available to play. So you can play, you know, just Champion Europe, just Challenger Europe, just Jupiler. Like we've got a whole bunch of different ones. And then obviously the biggest one is the SD League. And these are leagues where you can use your own cards uh, to compete against everyone else in just kind of another competition. And there are actual prizes for these. Uh, I had somebody ask me earlier today if they were like putting their cards up as like bounty almost. And it was like, no, no, no. You, you keep your cards. It's just another way that you can get some utility out of your cards. But I don't think we're remotely close to offering uh, bounty leagues for, for cards. So no worries about that. Andy, have you entered all 11 yet? No. Um, I need to set reminders up like on my, my phone for, what is it, Monday night and Thursday night? Because I, there's just, there's so much, there's so many things to do. Like, first of all, I got to do all my so rare lineups. I have to do... Uh, whether I want to do training and which I usually save training for the end because I hate it so much. And then I'll get distracted with the training and there's mega. And then there's now there's the so rare data stuff that comes back. A lot of times I'll forget. And um, honestly, like the prizes and the so rare data stuff is are really good. Like if you're a new user, um, new manager, even with a smaller gallery, you can come into these cups and win stuff, um, yeah. whether it's cups or the league. Um, I think my first year in the league, I entered every tournament and did like decent. I didn't, I didn't like win the league or anything. I was like, I finished in the top 
whatever percent. And I want to Sven Botman. Like, wow. That was a great card to win. Yeah. And I, it's not like I came in first or second even. It was like first, that was like the top whatever percent. And uh, yeah, it was really nice. So um, new new users, definitely, if you haven't used it yet, I'd highly recommend it. Yeah, there. I mean, there's no reason not to play. That's kind of the way I put it. Um, right. there you go. I believe they're only weekends though. So you don't have to worry about Mondays. Usually, you know, you can obviously double check. If you go to that gaming arena link uh, on server data, like it'll show you the, the ones that are coming up. So if you just check it, but I'm fairly certain we don't do midweeks just because, you know, the number of cards that are available. Yeah, that's fair. Just not, are not as, um, not as big. So uh, I do remember the winner of the last Challenger Europe one. Uh, so I think it was like cup number two, won a Morioka rare. Oof. Like these are like, legit prizes that we've seen in the Sora data cup. So like I said, they're free to enter. They're all here right on Sora data. You're there all already most of the time. So just enter those. Obviously you're going to be competing against everybody, you know, the best managers on Sora. I'll say the, the non, I think we're calling them rare plus, but basically all cards that are non-limited, um, the, the powers are all the same. So there's no benefit necessarily to using a super rare over a rare you just kind of need to have the card so um that kind of helps to even the playing field i guess it's a little bit kind of like the special weeklies that we see in on so rare um, minus the limited cards but the, the yeah. big advantage to the league is you do get sorted into a uh like a division in the yes in the sd league you do yes so you, a, like you you may not get you may not have to play like elite elite competition if you start off in uh, amateur i don't know i don't know all the different divisions but if you start off in one of the lower divisions you're probably not playing against guys or whales that have messy and whoever else so yes yes um xmk productions in chat was saying i should have held this back until mls in asia returned and to be <laughs> honest i i definitely should have pushed harder for that for myself less for the asia cards but yeah my Hopefully I can last until, gosh, it's in like another month. It's just an eternity in so rare. But yeah, hopefully I can um, I can last long enough that I can actually use like the best cards that I have. So uh, all of this was not the topic for tonight, but we, I, we wanted to uh, talk about that right away just because there are some people who didn't necessarily see the announcement. So there are, um, you can dive right in on those. So Andy, I wanted to talk about this topic. I was saying to you, I wasn't sure if like I wanted to talk about it this week, but to be completely honest, I didn't have anything else I wanted to talk about. And this was just kind of like fresh in my head. And it was basically the, there are a lot of people who play so rare differently. Like there are some who are like, they're all about SO5 and whatever they're going to do, they're going to play the best like SO5 scores, they don't care who the players are, but they just want to win the most cards. And there are others who, you know, like to find some hidden gems that, you know, maybe some 17, 18 year old kids who might be able to pay off one day. And they just have this like longer time frame of ROI. And I feel like I, I don't necessarily go back and forth because I'm mostly SO5 focused, but there have been these like moments where I, buy what I, they're not even collectible cards is the worst part. I'm just buying like joke cards, but like I buy things that like absolutely, you know, any, any ETH I spend on those take away from my SO5. And so 
but like I don't necessarily want to give up on those as well. So I'm hoping that you can tell me just to stop doing one or just it's okay to do both. That's what I'm getting out of this podcast. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> there, I, I think that there's just so many um, cards that fit into that like category where they're highly collectible and you think that you can compete with them, but you really can't. <laughs> where if you if you have a ton of money then and you want to want to collect those cards then then fine but they probably shouldn't go into your your lineups every week like Cherky for example like, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it Yeah and I don't want to call out like specific guys but I, I think it really? is I think there there are a lot of good examples of of those types of guys where like ah, I don't think it makes sense to play him every week there might be weeks where it does make sense the matchup or you have some news that he's going to start, but um, I, I I almost feel like if you want those guys, you should just buy them later and buy cards now, all depending on the, the manager manager you are and your, uh, uh, your, your budget. Yeah. But if, if you can't afford to submit lineups with a player that's, not starting all the time, then then you should buy players that can compete now. And if you want Cherky, buy Cherky later. <laughs> it's funny that we went to Cherky because Cherky, like we didn't even talk about Cherky before this. Like he wasn't, but he is like such a prime example that there's this huge, well, it's probably not huge, but there's like this very vocal group of so rare users who are very pro Cherky and just think they're going to, that he's going to be the thing one day and he very well might be he could be absolutely. i'm not saying that he's like a bad player he sh- like he's not a good prospect yeah uh i will also drop this because he's dropped it on me a few times but uh sean psu fans too uh got his like referral reward was Cherky, and i referred sean and he got Cherky, and i got um kareem demerbay which um yeah yeah a little different yeah but anyway but anyway but yeah he's he's kind of an example of that but it made me kind of think and it's not necessarily the collectible that because i think there's something different like i think buying a card of like a prospect now and selling later is different than like buying a collectible like Mm -hmm. i think like the legends cards are more collectible or like the player of the year cards that's kind of like something special as opposed to like whatever it is when you're buying like a young guy and hoping to pay off. But obviously like the time frame for your ROI is much longer, but clearly there are people who think like that upside is higher than just like grinding SO5 this entire time. But I just like found myself with a little ETH lately because I've been selling a bunch of cards and there are guys that I'm like, I'm not going to put this this card in an SO5 lineup like anytime soon. But it'd be kind of cool to have it. And like maybe, uh, and I don't know whether I should end up going through it or not. I think until they have like a way of displaying those collectible cards like in a meaningful way, I guess maybe squads, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know that it makes a ton of sense. And if you feel like you're not going to be able to get the card, then you should get the card. Like if if it's something real specific, like a one of 
the one of a hundred or something. Like if it's something that you don't think that you're going to be able to get at a later time, then you should get it. Otherwise, if it's just like mint 42 of Turkey or Paxton Aronson was another one that we talked about. Like I, I want Paxton Aronson. I don't own him yet, but uh, it's not like a car that I'll probably be able to use this year on a relic, like a regular basis. He might get, have moments this, this season. Hell he might start. I don't know. But, right, a lot of people are banking on that. We'll see. But my opinion is, like, if I if I know that I can get them later, I should just get them later. <laughs> but, so you're thinking, like, I'll get them later because you can, you'll just buy them later. Yeah, I just buy them later. Yeah. And buy a card now that I, that like, I can use. So I'm there's not, like, right. It's not like, a, a let me get something else now so that I can win someone later. Like obviously, yeah, I'm, I can't. I'm not going to bank on trying to to win him. You should buy his limited, and then you probably wear win his rare. You thought of that? Maybe <laughs> you were going to do that with Messi, right, or Mbappe? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, as somebody who has a Paxton Aronson card, but I bought it months ago. But like that was a, like I remember buying that card. I actually didn't spend that much on it, so it wasn't like. You probably ten x on that card, I would guess. Um, I don't even. I think I auctioned this card or got it. Let's see, point oh four eight. If you can see that, hundred and twenty one bucks. You've done well. I don't know what he goes for now, but if anybody wants to give me like three ETH for it, he's yours. (laughs) (laughs) One ETH? Can I do one ETH? Anyone? Is this not the right way I was supposed to be plugging my cards? I don't think that's how you auction auction your own cards. Oh no. Okay. I don't think so. No, I'm still new at this, but oh, 0.22. That seems pretty good. Where's my new, uh, here's another little thing that for those who are watching the, um, stream, if you haven't seen this yet, there's now a marker on the price graph on a player if you purchased or sold them. So this one happens to be in yellow. So that makes it look good. See, I'm a, I can collect cards. How about that? I don't know. I but do yeah, love so that feature. That is really nice to see. What is? Where you bought it at, where you sold it at, where it's at now. Yeah, although I sent you one of my Raphael Bore. Like, here I sold, and here's where the price is now. That wasn't, that's not as fun. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think the, but obviously if you wait to buy, you're not, experiencing the ROI, like the ROI that you would think that you would get by buying now. So like, is your idea that the combined ROI of what you do with your ETH in terms of SO5 wins now, plus the smaller (laughs) ROI, like, I just, it feels like, obviously we just don't know. Like everybody's talking about these collectible cards. I remember uh, one of uh, John Nellis's like recent podcasts, he was talking about his, uh, a, a Ronaldo rare that he has. And it's from like, um, like his Ronaldo's first year on the platform. So it's the Ronaldo Juventus rookie. And he's like, I feel like this is going to be a collectible card one day. But he's like, I don't know how to, you know, what it, I, we have no idea what it's going to be worth one day. It, I mean, it could be worth a ton. It could be worth not as much, but is the ton that it could be worth, like for people, maybe I can open this up that for people in chat, if they do, if you buy cards like this, but like, if you are buying cards to be like, I'm going to sell them in X number of years, you, 
you have to think that that's worth more than what you can do with that ETH if you try to play SO5 that whole time, right? I, I, I have a, a couple opinions on that. Like, Ronaldo's a type of player right now where you, you get the utility and the collectability of the card. And kind of to Sam's point, it's simple, buy the cards that bring you joy. The nice thing about, about him is you can use the card in SO5, be competitive, and it's a collectible. I think that there's certain cards that kind of fit the bill of of both, mm-hmm. and he kind of does that. He does it, yeah. Uh, Mike had a cool question, just kind of going back real quick, about uh, a guy like Paxton, uh, if he's transferred to a non-licensed club, is there any FOMO of that happening? And my opinion now is I feel like Sawyer is just going to get every license. So... Uh, I don't know. I have no more FOMO for, for those types of situations. It's, it's funny you say that because if it does happen, that means something went horribly wrong. Like he ends up in a league that's like really so far beyond that. Like it's not even worth it. Right. Like if he goes to the Turkish league, well, that's pretty well covered now. Um, mm-hmm. Belgium, like almost all those leagues have coverage. If he goes somewhere that's uncovered, where would that even be? Like Bundesliga 2 or something. Right. Yeah, I think that's an, that's a good point though. Like... At some point, we're expecting everybody to be minted. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Daniel Croydon was saying, I have a few collectibles that I didn't wait to buy, and now I can't bring myself to sell. So the ETH is totally locked away. Like, I think that's exactly my point. That, like, I don't, I don't know what my, like, I don't know if anybody does these with, like, a, an out. Like, what's the goal to get out? Well... The other the other aspect to this too is did you buy the player pre-hype or post-hype? Like Laird bought Paxton, if you look at that price graph, he bought him pre-hype. So I think that you're fine. That was a fine like the, the decision to purchase that card was totally fine. 0.04 ETH pre-hype. You can buy it hold and and I mean if you wanted to profit now, you could take a profit. Right. If I bought Paxton now at point two, I just don't feel like I'm getting the utility for that. And how much how much higher can he go? I mean, the moon, man. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's U23 for short, like a short term, how much higher can he go? Yeah. Uh, Is there a better league for him to go to that he's just gonna crush in the short term? Probably, well, probably, probably not. not. No. If he goes to like some big champion Europe team, the card's going to be dead for a long time. Uh, I just think that point two is kind of like, I'm not buying it point two. I'm not selling it point two. That, I think that's kind of the weird thing. And obviously there are enough people who have sold, bought and sold leading up to this, but yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I mean, I, I didn't bring any of this up because I have zero intention of selling this card anytime soon. Yeah. But I also like, I'm not sure what the, like what my out is. And I'm just not sure if people who collect cards have that in their mind of like, this card is going to be worth X one day. And if it gets there, I'm, I'm out. And yeah. oh my God, Quinny called him the champion America verts. That is, oh man, I wish I had never seen that. <laughs> That's such a great, uh, right there. Ah. That would be fun. Anyway, look at me. I'm like getting all fired up for somebody calling Paxton Air 
I guess the, I guess the other cool thing about that card is it does have that rookie card foil thing on it, which I'll, just any other random young player does, doesn't always have that. And that's the first year that Sora did rookie cards. It's a yeah. it's a Paxson Aronson and a Sora rookie card. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Moneth? No? Not yet? <laughs> what about it's the 10 of 100? He doesn't wear 10 now, but he might wear it one day. If he wears 10 Maybe. one day, that's not, I'm not into that at all. But I, if a player eventually wears the number, does that help me? Or, you know, hypothetically, everybody else who owns collectible cards? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm in this point now, and it's actually less... It's, I think the dangerous point is... Not necessarily, maybe it is kind of chirky, but it's guys who everybody kind of feels like will be really good one day, but also plays right now. That is not good. And my God, it's like the, the Jao Felix just jumps out with that. But like Jao Felix, I, Doku, like these are guys that generally lots of people think they will be great. And obviously they're, they like they sporadically play now, like they're not great yet but they do play. So they're like really good, theoretically, really good collectible cards, but they absolutely murder SO5 lineups. <laughs> so I don't, I don't even know if there's a, like obviously people like those cards because they, they buy and sell all the time, but I just can't get myself around like if you don't have like a humongous budget i feel like those cards are just killer that's all so yeah you're you're not a big fan of gary v's gallery then huh but i i would argue that his gallery makes more sense because he's not playing Chow felix ah that's fair um yeah that's how i would think does he just go by gary v Quinny, what do you mean Doku is a killer, only goes to the very top? Seven cards, 31. Oh, he does have a bunch of Mbappes too, right? He's got three. Yeah. three That's three his entire him. gallery right there. Yeah. It's very basic. <laughs> do you think... I don't play around with uniques, but do you think a Jao Felix unique goes for more than 12 and a half right now? I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe. I'm not remotely. Depends on who gets involved and how bad they want it. I mean, he's got that stellar 44 L5, so somehow he's played 80%. I can't. can't, Is, 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 are there rumors? Is he going to move this summer, maybe? Joe Felix? Yeah. Uh, There was one. Where was he rumored? I mean, there were the ridiculous Barcelona ones, but no, I don't think he's going anywhere. They need to play him and Cunha together. That's what Quinny told me. Next train. Oh, Doku. See, Doku needs another transfer. Doku just needs to stay healthy. Like, if he's on the field, then he's fine. But I don't know. Gosh, I love this gallery. (laughs) It's so absurd. Like, he's not remotely close to an SO5 lineup. No, not at all. Yep, there it is. Not making anything. <sighs> I don't know. But like, so have you bought any cards like this? 
less like, like the, collectible like guys with two thumbs up but like more guys that should be good in five years and you're just stashing away i mean one of my first mls cards i really liked paxton pomical that you actually have a card of and you had up on the screen a little bit earlier and he tore his acl and just he's had some health stuff and then last year you just I don't know. I, I think last year was like the recovery from ACL year. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. He, he may end up being all right. He, he always kind of fell into that bucket for me where it was, it was kind of a dream that he was ever going to do anything. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a ton of guys like that in my gallery, I guess. So I looked over at the chat. Mike Bassett was saying there was a rumor of him to PSG to replace Mbappe if he left. And I know he was talking about Joe Felix, but I, you were talking about Paxton Pomacall, and I was like, wow, that would be something. I don't think Paxton Pomacall is going to PSG. He was one of my first purchases, Pomacall. And I remember when I did it, I was like, oh, man, these European Sora guys, they don't know anything about MLS. I'm going to clean up here. And I literally don't think I played him in a single lineup all year. Yeah. Was he was he one of your early MLS guys? Oh yeah. Yeah. Let's see the date on this. March fourth, twenty twenty one. Point one one. Yeah. There's no way he's remotely close to that now. But I got this cool Wenpax squad, so that made me feel better. Yeah, I'm just skimming through my gallery and just I don't know. Kai Havertz kind of. Oh, kind of. Well, I mean, he's not like he's not like nineteen. You know, he's what twenty-two years old, twenty-three years yeah. old now. About that. So he's not like a, I don't know. Like what's what's Jow twenty twenty-one? Yeah, around there. Yeah. Oh, I do have Sands. I think uh, I think you have Sands as well, right? I used to. I sold them. Did you? Dumb. I'm surprised, Quinny. You watch that game. It's uh, you know. I'm surprised he said something nice about him. He said yeah. he played well. That's bizarre. Yeah. We could we could talk about Rio and uh, 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 Gucci and who else did that did they they buy? Yeah, it's one other guy. I forget the guy that Meta was it? Is it Meta? Yeah, I think so. Escape Perez is saying we should buy Pablo Ruiz, which I have been telling some people in private. So I guess that's not private anymore. Okay. Did I go to just take a quick look at his price right now? Pablo Ruiz? Yeah. The the deal on Ruiz is that the expectation is he like turns into Rusnak, but he does like more defensive work. Like he takes all set pieces and stuff. And I I like this. I didn't realize he was that young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's U23, too. I like this point from Swiss Mafia here. Buying collectibles involves less effort, but adds more risk, as in committing ETH to longer term of the platform. Better to make your ETH work for you and grind. Otherwise, you're waiting for your output, which is true. Like, I think that's kind of the other thing is that you're not... If you buy a bunch of cards that you're hoping are valuable one day, all you're doing is spending. Like you could flip them, sure. But like ultimately you're still just spending. And that's kind of one of the things that I remember basically this time, I don't know if it was this time last year, 
but it was around now when like Top Shot exploded. And I remember people that I knew like spending thousands of dollars on moments and they were like, no, 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 no. I'm in this like for the long run. And then they sold like a month later and they were like, no, no, that was a long time. And I'm like, oh, maybe my time scale is different. <laughs> NFT. I didn't understand the time scale of NFTs. That long run is 30 days, but like, I don't know. So rare cards have to take longer because you need like someone's career to actually take off. Yeah. I don't know. In what way possible would a bunch of Wandos be usable? <laughs> uh, although I b- joked about buying Wando the other day instead of Will Braun. Yeah. Uh, Quinny mentioned uh, Celtic stacks are going to, to take over. It's it's just a shame that, that the Rio card, I you can only get the rare forward, right? Yeah. There's no midfielder card. The defenders are all, only the limited guards. What a hot mess. It's frustrating. It, what, what was really frustrating about it is that they were like doing them at the same time. So like they yeah. made the point to do the, do the limiteds as one position, but where did I want to go? Auctions here. Well, and then every time, every time Celtic gets the clean sheet, you're not getting the, the bonus on that card, which right. is probably going to hurt it pretty bad. I shouldn't say hurt it. You're just not going to get the upside of the the defender card, I guess. Right. Yeah, the defender scored 62 and the forward scored 50. Like it's a good it's still a good all-around score for a forward. Yeah. But obviously you would prefer the defender. He was like right. one of my first U23 forwards. Maybe I'll still play him. Those scores seem fine. He's only scores this past weekend. <laughs> he's only twenty three until this summer. Yes. Yeah. No more mints. For now. For now. There's another one of those things where it's like, like I kind of said it earlier, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not really buying into that whole like I'm gonna buy this guy because they're never gonna mint it anymore, and then they are like, oh. We have the Scottish Premier League now, and here comes a hundred more Rios. <laughs> <laughs> or like another good example would be all the guys with Bruno. And as soon as they announce Man U, if they do, um, here's another hundred of them. And there's only like nine right now. I was gonna say not even another hundred. Like it's the first hundred. Like we've never gotten remotely yeah. close. There's like eight of them that exist. Here's a hundred of them. Uh. I will say there will there will never be another minted U twenty three Rio Hitate. Yeah, uh, how about that? There you go. That's fair. You even overshot it. It's eight rares. I I know Sam just mentioned that he uh, he's leaving, but I don't know if you've seen some of his squads that he's built. Uh, he has like all of the Irvadisi rookie cards and all of the Bundesliga rookie cards yeah. and he's collected them, put them into squads and uh, he did MLS too. Did he? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's where he started. Yeah. Is there any, is he missing any? I didn't think so. I guess if there's like the one off in like a Turkish league or something, uh, if you wanted to, to grab those or whatever, but I think that's the, the type of thing that's, that's, that's really cool. It'll be hard. I feel like to, uh, 
Like, I don't, I don't know if that's something that like somebody's going to like approach him to be like, I want to buy that to buy all of it. Yeah. But I think it's really cool. And there's probably going to be cards in there that just turn into gold, but. Or not. Maybe. I don't know. The MLS one's probably not. It so feels like the one other of those two things. leagues, yes. Definitely there will be. Yeah. It feels like one of those things that you really, for at least MLS, you just need one, probably. I don't know yeah. what he paid for all of these, but like if Paxton Aronson becomes better than his brother, which he yeah. is, I swear he is. Then there's just something cool about having a complete set as well. If, yeah. If you wanted to just sell it bulk, somebody wanted to buy the complete set, you have it. Yeah. Like there's no reason to buy one, like a one-off or, or maybe there's no reason for Sam to, to sell a one-off. Yeah. Right. He's got the turned Charlie Setford too. Is Sower taking this long to load? Is that what's going yeah. on here? Uh, yes. Huh. Is that a, is that a you thing or a them thing? Um, I usually try to think it's a me thing, and then they're like, I get messages from people like, "Sower, slow for you," and I'm like, "Oh, I'll just hmm. pretend it's a me thing, just to give them the benefit of the doubt." Been a rough day for them, and they're sleeping anyway. Yeah, it probably has been a rough day for them. There's been a lot of little glitches and issues and whatever. But they fixed them. They're on the case. But yeah, I love this idea. And it's obviously a little different. Like, Sam's budget's a little different than right. certainly mine. But... Once you once you get as high as he, he, uh, as he is, you can go out and do all these fun things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but like you could do it in limited pretty easily. All these guys are there. Yeah, that's fair. It's funny to think that like maybe one of these guys like becomes a star. I just a don't lot know. Of people hope it's Setford. Just gonna say that. Yeah, I I don't know. Like I I shouldn't say I don't know. Definitely where the platform is right now. I don't think that there's like an easy way to to like present this to people and like put it up for sale. Beyond but definitely not like sharing it, like posting it, like somewhere. If there was an easy way to just be like, I have a complete set and it is for sale. You can buy it for this price. I feel like there'd be more, I don't know, reasoning yeah. behind this or appeal to this or a better way of displaying it um, from Sawyer's perspective. Mm -hmm. And someday maybe, maybe we'll get there. I don't know. I mean, you could just individually remove each one from so rare and sell them all on open sea and a bundle on open sea yeah. right pay gas fee for every single one of them <laughs> one by one yeah. seems fine yeah. i have to imagine that's that's part of a plan like I, I i have to believe that's part that's written down somewhere in a so rare office that they're going to let people sell bundles of cards yeah well, I mean, in theory, you you can you can make that transfer. You just sure. can't list them for sale, right? But I'm saying I I think there's somewhere that somebody at So Rare is like we should allow people to sell packs of cards at some point, right? I'm not saying they're working on it. I don't know anything about it, but I I I need to believe that somebody is there has the idea or has right. seen the idea in one of the feedback channels that. 
because I know I've seen people suggest it in the Discord. And so it's got to be somewhere. I can't imagine, like, I, I would assume that even if they never want to do it, the answer would still not be no. They would still, like, look to do it. And if it just, like, doesn't make sense, then it doesn't make sense. I've always seen the people wanting to auction their own cards off. Yeah. Well, you can do that on OpenSea too, right? Uh, I guess. I, I'll be That's honest. That's something that you would want to do? Uh, I mean, for, yeah, I mean, why not? Like, if you had the option of, like, I want to sell for this price right now. But if there are, like, two people who want to fight for it, like, you're going to be like, no. One of you can have it for the this price. Yeah, I guess if you did, if you could set up, if it was, like, fully featured and you could set up, like, a reserve. Right. On a card, you could set up a buy it now on the card. And then yeah, yeah. start the auction at 0.01 and let exactly. people go. Like, I'd be all right with that. That'd be fun. Yeah. I don't even think you'd necessarily need to start it at 0.01. Well, it's just the option to start wherever you want. Right, right, right. Yeah, like make that make that variable and uh, uh, have all of those features. And I think that the market could be, I don't know. My, my guess is, is that comes from? with them taking a, a, um, a percentage of whatever you make. Like at oh. some point, I feel like we're all assuming that happens. Yeah. But I feel like that's something that we, not that we like should pay for, but like that's something that they're like, hey, this is new. There's a new way for you to do this, but we're going to take a little bit. And we'd be like, all yeah. right, I get it. That's yeah, all. that's coming. I would assume so. When you look at the offer volume over the last, I don't know, month, it just makes me feel like it has to. That like they they see that amount of of money be exchanging hands and they're not getting a, a piece of it at all. Why wouldn't they just be like, all right, one percent fee and or whatever percent? I don't know. And like I, I don't know Top Shot. I don't know what their what their fee was. Le boom right there. <laughs> Although that's auction. Oh, there we go. This part is really good. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's it is a lot. I mean, it costs them. It's not even it's not even like they're not getting any money for it. It still costs them. Like even with layer two, isn't it still there's still a cost somewhere? Yeah, I think it's, like everything went magically for free. I think it's pretty minimal. But but the, part of those offers are cards that are not on layer two yet. So that mm. transaction to get them onto layer two does does cost fees. That's so you're right. That it does cost them money. Like a 2018-19 Morioka, for example? Yeah. Yeah. You want to talk about that card? That's a collectible and and a card that you can use in SO5 now. Yeah. that's you're, you're right. You're right. So do we actually call Jimmer out? Oh. You're, you just did? Whoop. You just did. But anyway, someone we know sold a 2018-2019 Morioka and a 2018-2019 Hans Van Aken who's at level 20. So we Were they both at level 20? What's that? Were both cards at level 20? I feel like it was only Vanakin. I didn't think Morioka was. Okay. Only because I remember him saying once that he doesn't train Vanakin anymore because doesn't, he doesn't need to. I can't fathom the Morioka not being level 20. You would think, it, you would think so. Well, it's not level 20 anymore. Right. Or actually, I guess... I don't know, I'm trying to find it now. <laughs> yeah. That's a, I mean, 
But you're right. That that was a collective. That was like, but oh, so that's what I was. I actually talked to Jimmer a little bit about this because, like, that card, and we've talked about this before. I feel like when when did we talk about this? It wasn't with Nell. Oh, it was when we um, had the guy from Crypto Slam who's ah, right. like escaping me now. But he was saying like he was more interested in like so rare collectible cards, like the first so rare card that did like XYZ or whatever it was. But like that early Morioka is like one of, it's like an early error card too, no less. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know that it's an error, is it? Well, yeah, because it has, he's in an Anderlecht shirt and it has the Charleroi logo. Right. I don't know that that makes it an error, right? That was it's... just a picture that they had. <laughs> I mean, he's not on the team. <laughs> yeah, but that was the picture that they had at the time. The the transfer knocked him down to level 15. Yeah. So, and uh, I, so, Pap just came in from the top rope. He's got the one of 100 2018-19 Morioka. That's pretty cool. I actually saw that earlier today and was going to bring it up. So Swiss Mafia says, besides the big boys, Mbappe, et cetera, who ticks the collectibles box for you, but also offers utility? Jonathan, David, the big one for me, do Morioka, Vanakin last the test of time? So my, my response to Jimmer was like, when all is said and done, nobody's going to want a Morioka card. Like, I think the only way you that truly you truly believe that I do. And I think, let me no no i don't think it's nobody but i think the number of people who if you literally were like today you were like i want to give you a morioka card everybody says yes and in 10 years you're like i want to give you a morioka card and i think a lot of people are like who what i why like sure i'll take it's free but like i think there are enough people like who don't who won't care but like i think the so rare OGs will care. So there's there will always be like this little bit of collectability for in that standpoint. But I think the the number of users on the platform who will care about Morioka in five years is minuscule. Yeah, he's already over thirty, right? So like, and so yeah, I don't think he's collectible at all. It, like realistically. Pap, that 2018-19 Vanakin, I did not know that that was the... Or you're saying the one of 10. Okay. So I know the guy that has the one of 100, uh, but that's a little different, I think. He was involved in another crypto project that we were... A bunch of us played in or whatever. Um, Yeah, I, I don't know. I think that there's enough enough OG guys that think that those cards are cool to kind of want them. And then there's the people that just, I don't know that I, that, that whole, I see that you want the thing. So I should want the thing kind of pl uh, plays a part here. Um, I think Vanakin definitely uh, kind of fits that bill. He's, I don't know, a platform card. Morioka, I feel like is getting to be that way where he's just, so good on the platform that people are going to want it whether he's playing or not right and i assume at some point he goes back to j league right i would assume so i don't know i don't know him his story anything about him but oh, this isn't loading for me 
Yeah, I think, I think it makes, like, I guess there are now enough people, like, there are enough OGs that cards like that will always have collectability. Yeah. So maybe I'm selling it short, but, like, whatever the, like, Morioka is now, like, one eight one seven one one point eight, like, from a collectability standpoint, like, like that, there's no way that's worth so going, it. Right? Going back to Swiss Mafia's question, though, is there any other cards that kind of fit that bill for you that are both collectible and um, useful in SO5? Um, and it's to me, it's hard to like say to pull the big guys out because I think that they they still matter. Sure. I guess I guess just the obvious is they they all are yes. Yeah, I guess the way that I was looking at it is just the like the big boys are collectibles because that's who they are. They're the big boys. Right. And so once once you get out of that like once you stop thinking of them as as like now that I'm like, oh, if it's not a one of the big boys, then is this guy collectible? But like, I think if they're actually collectible cards, then they're one of the big boys. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. How about how about uh, my answer to that would be any any player that plays on a national team. I kind of feel like fits that bill a little bit. Like they any have, national team? Well, a lot of national teams. Mm-hmm international teams um like weston mckinney for example he's been decent the last few weeks in so5 but he'll always have that appeal of being a, a u.s men's national team player yeah yeah for some certainly and i get well i guess it <laughs> makes sense agree with that. <laughs> I... <laughs> I think go on let him have it <laughs> No, no, no. It's not anything like that. It's just like, I'm, I'm just not sure if in 10 years there are enough people who care. Yeah. Yeah. Like, there you go. Chris brought this up. What about world cup final goal scorers? Like, are you buying a Mario Goethe card? Cause he won the world cup for Germany. Are Germans doing it? Where's Niftio? He's not in right now. Niftio, if you're listening or watching this, let me know. Right? I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I have struggled. I think the re, I mean, we, the reason we don't know is because like Sora just hasn't been around long enough yeah. to know like what the true collectible collectability of these cards are. But I'm just, there you go. Chani says he's German and he couldn't care less. <laughs> oh, okay. I, it's funny. Cause I, the more, <laughs> the more people that you ask those types of questions to the more answers I hear like that, where it's just like, I don't care. But, um, but we obviously care at some point. Like we, I mean, I think care. are you going to buy the McKinney care. card in 10 years? Am I going to buy a McKinney card? Well, I already have one. Why would I buy one? Oh, <laughs> right. Are you going to buy Sean's unique? No. After he retires? Meaning after McKinney retires, not Sean? I, in what's what's weird about that answer is 
I I would if he was wearing a U.S. men's national team kit. And I hate to be that guy that like says that that matters, but it does kind of matter. Like that messy I bought. I think it's a cool collectible, and I'm going to use it in SO5. Oh, you're going to be so pissed. I think, what do you think is, I know, that I, I think it's a very clear answer, and it's probably not even worth it, but, like, if he goes back to Barcelona and they sign the Argentina national team, is the Barcelona one more valuable? I don't know. They're both more valuable than the PSG. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it matter. That's where I was going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hmm. So, why did you pull these Hans Vanaken cards up? That's what we were talking about. I finally pulled it up. That's yeah. the one of 10 right there. Gotcha. This one right here. So, it was the first card ever minted? That's, that's what Pap said, right? Or maybe it was the first one ever sold. No, I think he said that somebody else was the first first card ever sold, now plays in Saudi Arabia. Oh. He's a collectible with zero utility. I wonder who that is. Awesome. Pap, who is that? Midran? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. And then Vanakin, the one of 10, was the first card ever issued by Sober. Pretty cool. That is cool. And it is cool that it's that it, that it's him that was the, the first one ever issued. I mean, Does it just start? Because, yeah. The Lord, man. Yeah, you're right. I wasn't following Jupiler League back then, so I don't know if he was like easily the best player there. I think the 20, 2018... I think 2018 and 2019, he won the Golden Boot maybe both years. Hmm. He was he was crushing. First one minted. At least one of those years he won the Golden Boot. Hmm. All right, that's fair. So we have Swiss Mafia is now uh, moving the goalposts here Re- regarding the Mario Goetze card. What about if it was printed that year and of the goal with a video clip? Like, theoretically, that's where they're going, this Bundesliga-like moments thing on the back of cards. So the – I'm trying to think of, like, who Un- – Unpopular opinion real quick. I don't care about moments at all. Zero care about moments. I think I think you're completely wrong. Like, I probably I think, am because people but, obviously cared on Top Shot. Well, that's true too. I, no, I think you are going to – you are going to love them. Really? Yeah. Like, right. I think the first time that you have, like, a player, you're going to, like, the first time you um, have a player with a moment or something, like, happens, and you happen to be, like, watching the Yeah, you're just going to, you're, I'm in. You're, you're going to love it. Wait, my thing's worth more now. Well, yeah, I that too. I love this. <laughs> Look how awesome it is. Yeah. I just don't know. I mean, we obviously have no idea what their plans are, but, like. You know, if you have your messy card there and he has some like ridiculous goal and then all of a sudden there's a moment attached to your card, like that's pretty cool. I don't know if that's what they're doing. Nobody knows what they're going to be doing. Yeah. I have a feeling you're going to have to buy whatever it is. It's not going to just like magically appear on my card. Uh, I don't know. I mean, no, none of us know. So. Uh so, what were we talking about before? Oh, the Gertz card. Yeah, so, like, if Neymar scores the – I mean, you wouldn't buy that, a Neymar card. But no. if he scored the winning goal of the World Cup this year, I don't think Brazil's well, – maybe Brazil wins. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I 
I guess that these like so that Hans Vanaken one of ten is the first card ever minted on the platform. And it should be worth a hundred ETH. <laughs> if I'm serious. If that's worth a hundred ETH, what's the two of ten worth? Whatever a whatever of an whatever item, super rare cost right? worth, yeah. Right. But if it's hmm. it's the first card minted on the the entire platform, then it's a hundred ETH card. Who owns it? Pap. <laughs> oh, Pap. <laughs> He just came into the chat to start uh-huh. pumping his, uh, pumping his most cards. valuable card. Do you think that's the most valuable card on the platform? Yeah. It's got to be in the conversation, right? Yeah. It's the first Literally one. the first one? The first one. These are fun cards. We're going to make a lot of people angry. <laughs> Why? Because we, we said that that cards were uh, the most, you know... I don't know. Most expensive card on the platform. I don't know. Peps, Peps certainly hopes. <laughs> I don't know. What's better? What's better than that? That's the, that's sort of my question. That I mean, obviously, an Mbappe unique, maybe. I don't know. What's funny? So what's even better is that that card is more valuable than the unique, right? Like you're not, you don't think oh, anybody's yeah, spending. Sure. Yeah, the, the, the first one to ever, yeah. The first one right off the, the printing press. Yeah, that's it. I don't know why are there no Vanakins for this year. Why are there no super rares? What's he uh, he got li- limiteds right, and then he was late. They all came out late. Yeah, he was late because he was no, he was on national team duty, so he did, probably wasn't there for picture day. Because he's with the Belgian national team. Why? Why is that a thing? He's got new one, new rares. Yeah, a bunch. Is that? Hmm. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see, and obviously, this is not something like we will know at any time soon. But I'm curious to see like the collectability of Hans Van Aken so rare cards in the future. Like I think he's more interesting than Morioka. Because I actually I really do think that Moriokas are just gonna be worthless. I have a yeah. Morioka limited. I don't expect to be able to sell that after he retires. That's all. Speaking of limited cards, this is amazingly off topic since I feel like we've gone pretty far actually staying on topic here. Do you think that so rare can be a success, can be considered a success if they don't have another scarcity? Hmm. I asked this to somebody the other day. I actually didn't Um, ask it. We were talking about it and I said, if they don't come out with another scarcity, I think something went terribly wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Swiss Mafia is leaving it's to go watch reruns in high school. <laughs> uh, Gertz, excuse me. I don't know. I feel like the... I don't have an answer. I don't think because <clears throat> there, I there mean, is... to go to ten thousand—that's a lot of—that's a lot of growth. 
Yeah. But but I feel like I feel like for all of the if you want the game to be as big as it possibly can, you need all of those low budget players to come in. Mm-hmm. Like people that want to come in and spend fifty bucks mm-hmm. and and be able to play, compete, do whatever. Like your that's your FIFA FIFA Ultimate Team target audience, where they can come in, maybe not buy packs, but spend as much as they were going to spend on packs on a couple of players that they can mm-hmm. submit in lineups. Yeah, yeah, maybe you're right. So right now we're at the point of limiteds where we were last year with rares. Yeah. Price wise. I I kind of wonder what they thought the price point would be for limiteds. Meaning like yeah. if they were like, we need to come out with another scarcity so that people with fifty dollars can play. Because if that's the case, like we already need a new scarcity. Yeah. That's all. Like you're not playing anything for fifty bucks right now. And one of 10,000 does it. I don't know if it has to be such a round number. I'm assuming they do. That's just so many cards. I just, yeah, I don't know how you sell that many cards without it just being a complete hot mess. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Maybe maybe you don't have that main market page and you just go to the player page of who you want. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> They're auctioning 100 every day. <laughs> or, or I, dude, and I'm, I think that this could be the solution down the road. Is you don't have um, you don't have a like limit on the cards, or you have a limit that's like ridiculous, like a hundred thousand or something, and certain cards are like flat flat rates based on tier. I think we kind of thought they might do that with limiteds. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So two points in chat. I like this. Mike was saying people can play with $50. They just can't compete. So I do think that's a problem. Like not that it's too much work to figure out how to make $50 work on so rare. Yeah. Like I don't think it's not worth if you, if you only have $50 to play so rare, it's not literally not worth your time to do it, which sounds awful, but like, I'm just not sure it, it becomes an extreme hobby. And the other one was from Chani was saying putting money on the platform just needs to be easier. And that I completely agree with. I say that as somebody who's only put money on the platform once, meaning like actually bought ETH and like transferred it over. Yeah. We've talked about this before, but like I bought most of my early cards just directly from a credit card. And I've heard people like ramp is supposed to make it easier, but I've heard a lot of issues with people trying yeah. to get money on with ramp. And um, yeah, I, I haven't used ramp, so I have no idea, but Me I've either. just heard a lot of complaints. I saw that they're available in 38 states in the U.S. now, so that's like progress. But yeah, I've never. Yeah. And XMK Production said withdrawing should be easier too. That I think is mo- almost more important than putting than making it easier to put m- money on the platform. Obviously, so rare would prefer you do the opposite. Right. But I agree. Like the the idea of like withdrawing your money and then having somebody be like, "It should be with you soon." And you're like, well, how long? And they're like, anywhere from 15 minutes to three hours. And you're it's like, on the blockchain what? Now. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Right. Yeah. I don't know that you can see that transaction either. Maybe, maybe you can't. It's been a while since I've withdrawn. So like, I don't know. Do they give you a transaction hash? Yeah. I've never withdrawn. Yeah. To be honest, 
the one of the reasons I have not withdrawn money is because of how difficult it is to do it. <laughs> like I so rare has me locked in until there's a literally a single button that says like withdraw and it shows up in my bank and account. And you like type in your your uh routing number for your your uh bank. Something, yeah. Yeah. Do you, I saw this come up the other day. Do you think that there should be either stable coins or do you think there should be a way to uh, move your money into like a, just say, I want to move into US dollars? On SoRare? Yeah. No, I don't think that's necessary. No. Do you, do you think it'll happen? Um, I think that there is. Like, what if you looked at your balance in the top right hand corner mm-hmm. and you had your ETH balance? You had your euros balance and you had your US dollar balance and you could flip between any of those kind of on the fly. I think that sounds great, but I also think that there is an element to so rare that makes you not forget, but makes you ignore how much money you're actually spending. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I'm like really. I'm actually serious about this. No, I think I, I, I know where you're going, and I think you're right. And I think it's in, I think it's in so rare's best interest to not be, not make it be like you're spending three thousand dollars. They're like you're just spending point seven of something, and you're yeah. like okay. Somebody I forget who it was. It was around Christmas time. They were oh maybe it was Mel. And she was saying like she wanted to get a PlayStation, whatever they're up to now. <laughs> I remember seeing that. And she was like, I'm not going to spend $500. And somebody was like, "What? If, would you spend 0.03? And they're like, sure. Like, or 0.3. And they're like, oh, okay, yeah. So That's I do think there's something like that. And I think part of the reason I am like hesitant to say like, yes, go with a stable coin is that I'm just not familiar enough with crypto enough to know. Like I know what a stable coin is, but I... I don't know if that would help or hurt. Yeah. And I think that there's a Johnny thinks it would be amazing. So I think there's an entire like psychology um, that is being studied for this exact thing based on microtransactions, mobile games. And uh, um, I I know that there's like studies out there doing exactly what you're talking about, where um, these game developer teams and companies are are really having to make decisions based on that and i haven't read any of it but i know that that's kind of out there yeah i mean i would i would have to think that it's in the best interest of the consumer to to use whatever fiat currency they're yeah they use like for for most people then then that's probably probably what's best yeah no i agree uh i mean i remember HG said a long time ago that he fully expected Sora to give up on ETH, and I think he changed his mind on it. Not that he that they should, but he thought that they would. Yeah. And they're really well, I mean, the, been... the platform's still built on ETH. Yes. Just yeah. yeah as sorry. a currency. In, in terms of a currency. Yeah. Game currency. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Right. The, the cards, I believe, will always be on the Ethereum blockchain, but in terms of an in-game currency, that we would move to fiat and. I do think that more the more people that join the platform, they think in in fiat. Like, I think of like a a stupidly vast percentage of new users think in fiat, and I think you have to be part of you know just more comfortable with crypto to 
think in Ethereum in terms of a currency when you join the platform. And that just not, I don't think there are that many people. And I think the only way that Sora gets to where they want to go is to think of all of the people who only think in fiat. Yeah. So. Yeah, Chani like brings up even things move faster and fees go down with ETH 2.0. But like, I even think that's another thing. Like the idea of having to pay somebody to move money, I think is really foreign for a lot of people. Like the yep. idea that you have to do that. Like, why would it, why do I have to, I'm giving you, you know, a thousand dollars and now I'm 15 of that is going to somebody else just to move it. But I don't know. I don't know where we go in the future for that this ETH 2.0 that I've heard about for two years. <laughs> Hashtag soon. Right. <laughs> Hashtag soon. Oh. There's other things to you. Was progress brought on the bingo card because we hadn't brought it up? Yeah. Oh, man. I, I'm not going to bring up the progress bar, but I will talk about it next week. Let me write that down because I actually had something to say about it. We'll talk about the progress bar next week. Does that sound good? <laughs> yeah that sounds great can we announce the progress bar next week <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk about my my new game mode next week but but i'll keep that to myself for now i i think that's a great idea actually next week we yeah next week let's talk about game modes and we'll just okay. come up with some for anybody who is uh in chat or anybody watching this or anybody listening if you have some game modes that you would like us to talk about we would be happy to bring them up and the yeah yours i really like your idea i'm also participating in it so we'll uh we'll figure that out i like before we keep or, or before i drop this point totally pap made this good point that said as long as so rare distribute eth thresholds people are going to think in eth or people end up thinking in eth after a while like that is kind of an interesting one of like who like if you're being paid in ETH, at some point you're just going to think in ETH. I don't know. How long of not winning anything does it take for you to quit so rare? <laughs> what if you sell your cards for double? Does that mean it's bad? That's a whole other topic. But I guess that's back to this SO5 FOMO and collectible FOMO. That's that's where I think uh, a game modes discussion could be uh, could be fun because I think that. Thinking of the game the way it is now, where uh, I don't know, we think of it as very pay to win. You have the best players; you you're gonna win. You're gonna win the most. Um, there are other there are other game ideas that might kind of like I don't know buck the trend. Meaning, are you just previewing your game mode? <laughs> kind of, but also like you can. There's plenty of ideas out there that uh, of things where it's maybe not score the highest score, hit a certain score or whatever. Yeah. No, I think, I think the most valuable, the most valuable ideas are those that make terrible cards valuable. <laughs> like I think those game modes are the most important thing for so rare yeah. because they have more, I'll just call them tier three, but they're really tier three, four, five, six, seven, yeah. those cards than anything else. And if those are literally worthless, then that's bad. So let, if you could create a game that makes them valuable, then that's it. Well, especially when there's like, there's so much strategy behind those sorts of things where uh, it might be a bad player with a bad matchup. Like you have the perfect 
combination for a, a, a bad score, but there's just lots of, uh, there could be, there's, I, I feel like there's, there could be so much creativity added there and there's just no, they're not even doing it in their weekly challenges right now, which blows my mind. Um, they're, I feel like the weekly challenges are the most low effort things I've ever seen. Like, there's a lot of cool ideas that you could put into there. And it's just like, Oh, we're going to do L L five of under 50 and the players have to be uh, playing an AFCON and that's it. And you can win IX cards now. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I just, there are, there is more out there. There's more data sets and, data points that you can use besides L5 less than 50 and age over 30. <laughs> they, well, not age over 30, age uh, as of July, 30 years ago, oh, right. as of July 1st. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like the special weeklies used to be better. Were they not? Maybe uh, I, just, I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like they were more gimme. I remember early on, there was that goalkeeper one that the top 200 people won a goalie. And yeah. I was like, oh, I can win a goalie. And then I didn't. And I was like, oh, I now I see how so rare works. Not to completely derail us, but what if what if it was as simple as submit a lineup? And if one of the players in your lineup gets a red card, you win a prize. Yeah, I love it. You're right, though. You're, <laughs> you're right. It just th those are fun. Yeah. That's a fun idea. No, but I completely agree with you. Like, I, you could get real wacky with those things. Yeah. And... I feel like they. I feel like they Wait, could even just. I was gonna say, let's save it for next week. <laughs> you're you're right. Sorry, sorry. Granted, <laughs> Jock is not in the game. That's. A... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I would just be a lock every week for that one. But yeah, okay. So next week, yeah, next week we'll talk about game modes. I think this is the first time we've ever had a topic like a week ahead of time. Yeah, we'll call it like the the weekly challenge or something like that. Yeah. Oh, this is yeah. How about that? We can't just like roll into it. That's a problem. All right. But yeah, look, oh, look at that. We're already over now. We can just stop it now and then we don't have to go in. So anyway, this has been the latest episode of the So Rare Andrews podcast. Thank you everyone for tuning in. I feel like we stayed on topic pretty well this week. And then we like came around back, previewed next week. This is like we planned this. My God. Anyway, uh, if you've been watching this on YouTube, if you wouldn't mind uh, taking that half a second to hit the like button. Uh, we would greatly appreciate that. If you have not subscribed to the channel, subscribing is always very helpful. If you're listening to the audio version of this, if you could please rate and review it wherever you listen, that would uh, also be greatly appreciated. We'll be back next week with a fantastic topic about game modes. If anybody has any game modes that you would like to, I don't want to say pitch us because like we're not making the decisions, but if you'd like us to share on... Let's pretend like we are. We're, we're the shark tank here and they're okay. pitching us their ideas. There it is. There it is. Uh, and anything that is fun enough, if we could figure out how to play it, we would love to play it as well. So uh, definitely send us any ideas that you have. You can find me on Twitter at Andrew M. Laird. Andy is at ablack86. We're also available in the Sorare Discord. Uh, I'm at Lairdino or Andrew M. Laird. Andy is black, so that's easy to find him. But yeah, we'll be back next week. And oh, and don't forget to enter the Sora Data Cups and Leagues. Again, the link is in the description. So hit those up and good luck to everybody. And we'll see you next week.